Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji. With me is Russ. How you doing, boy? Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am good. Yeah, I gave blood today. So I'm a bit, uh, they, you know, it's my 10th donation, like in my life overall, they gave me this little, like kind of token of like, congratulations for donating 10 times. I'm like, nice, nice. What? I didn't even know they gave out medals for that sort of stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. Can I see what the medal looks like? I mean, our listeners can't, can't see it, but do you have it next to you? No, I don't have it next to me. I'll show it to you later after the call. (laughs) (laughs) Does it look like a medal of honor sort of thing? Like you've gone to war. It's. It's it's like you know I don't think it's that serious you know like a like a medallion or whatever but it's like this little like clip on thing which like has like the like the donation sign and then the number ten next to it saying that you've donated ten times. It sounds like something you get in like Alcoholics Anonymous <laughs> for like meeting your ten months or something like that. That's good, man. Good on you. Look, look at you contributing to Canadian society, saving Canadians. Yeah. One drop yeah, at a yeah. time. Nice. Nice. One drop at a time. Yeah, they take like 500 milliliters from you. That's a lot of blood, man. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I'm but, uh, surprised that you're able to do the pod right now. <laughs> I know. I was like, man, but like Ryan Bills, so I was like, oh, okay, fine, Ryan. I guess I'll do it. I When you messaged, Ross, are you still in? I'm just like, I just got home and like, I'm kind of tired, but like, I'm okay. Like, I've donated nine times before, right? So I'm, I know, I kind of know what to expect. So. Yeah, I've got an assignment due in like 25 hours that I I still need to finish up. So yeah, let, let's get cracking as quickly as possible. By the way, how was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Uh I went to uh we went to I went to dinners with my friends and kind of spent like the eve of 24th like 24th and like into like the morning of the 25th and like it was uh hanging out with friends that, that I haven't seen in a while, so hung out with them. I uh, played charades. That was pretty fun. Um, like, yeah, it's, you know, what you can do in indoors and stuff, right? So, yeah, we were kind of forced to be indoors in a sense as well. Like, typically we go to Essex by my brother-in-law's parents' place, but his dad tested positive for COVID. So we had to, like, oh. change plans last minute and just spend uh, Christmas in London. Uh, I, did you see my Christmas pajamas picture? Yeah, 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 the one that, that looks like your leg is your friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. I, I mean, I shared around the picture of the food spread that I had, I think, to a couple yeah. uh, Twitter groups and stuff like that. But uh, uh, maybe I should send off the pajama ones as well. Maybe a bit too late for that, though. But yeah. Um, yeah. By the way, did you see this whole uh, Lukaku coming out and saying how he's not happy at Chelsea and all this sort of stuff. I, I just heard before we came on the pod, though, Um, and by the way, we're recording Thursday night, the 30th of December, 11 p.m. BST, I think, f- what, 5 p.m.? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. EST? EST. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Canadian EST. Apparently, that was like three weeks ago, though, that that interview was done. So maybe just media doing media things? Oh, was it three weeks ago? Damn. Okay. All right. Because I feel like then it has been sensationalized. He came out with some strong words, man. But he was also injured. He got COVID during that time, too. So, like, I don't know if it's kind of his, like, things are not necessarily kind of, like, out of Tuchel's control. Be like, bro, like, at least get fit and then we'll kind of put you into a system, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Even before, like, when, like, I think his last game was, what, a few weeks before that? And then... Like, you know, he got injured and now you obviously have to adapt with like not a proper striker 
like your best your former striker is like or your best striker right now is like Kai Havertz or something so yeah it was really weird and like seeing him score two goals he looked really really good versus Aston Villa looked really really good versus Brighton just bullying players um all across the pitch um and like even coming back dropping deep to like defend for the team and stuff it didn't look like a guy who was unhappy but maybe definitely with you know something to prove sort of thing so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just hoping that the media is just trying to stir shit and also, you know, because we are really really struggling at the moment with injuries, with covid issues and potentially losing both um of our starting wing backs as well. It's going to be very interesting to see if we can even stay in the top 4 because I I think like title race is done like it's Man City's at this point. Would you agree? I I yeah, yeah. I I 100% as soon as I saw that result of Liverpool dropping points against Leicester, and I was like, man, like, GG, Man City, GG, Kham, like, you know, that's that's your title, to, it's your titles to lose now. Yeah, Six sure. points at this point, I think maybe, like, ten years ago, you would be like, okay, like, it's still a title race, but last four or five years, if they've taught anything, is that that City team is a beast. So, I don't yeah. think they're going to drop six points. Assuming, like, Liverpool don't drop any points, which I know it's it won't be the scenario. So, GG yeah. City. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right. Um, I think let's get started, though. So, if this is your first time listening to the Bands of Boys podcast, welcome. We cover everything Fantrax related and sometimes OFPL draft. The way we typically do this pod is that we have two halves. In the first half, we do a bit of a data dump. And then we catch up in our league, see how we did, take a half-time pint, then run through some Twitter questions, maybe a couple of games here and there, depends on the mood that we're in, and then we run through FA slash waiver picks. All right, Russ, shall we get started? Yeah. Okay, so the data dump. So, just... Sanji, we should probably plug in. Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, I was totally like just trying to get through this spot as quickly as possible. But yeah, Russ, why don't you plug the socials while we're here? Yeah, so you can message us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at BantaB on Discord on the DraftPL channel BantaBoys hashtag six five eight five, and on Reddit u forward slash Banta underscore Boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube, all under the name of Banta Boys. All right, so now let's start with our data dump. Ay, 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 ay. Fantasy. With the Banta Boys. So just FYI, the we're going to be looking at the past two game weeks. And I believe they had seven games in each one because of all these last-minute postponements and whatnot. So... Again, if you're not seeing certain players on the list, it's, yeah, it's, the data's a little skewed in that sense. But let's still, you know, have a look at what we've got. So in Game Week 19, we look at usually key passes first. Uh, game Week 19, um, there was a h- number of, like, four key passes. That was the highest number by a few players, Joelinton, Lanzini, Emerson Royal, and Reguillon. And then three key passes by Matty Cash, KDB, James Madison, Norgard from Brentford, Odegaard, Lucas Mora, Telesh from Manchester United, uh, Ivan Tony, Kyle Walker Peters, and Granite Xhaka. Then in Game Week, well, actually, before we jump into Game Week 20, Ross, do you have any thoughts about this? Um, I mean, like the Spurs fullbacks were like on like full fire. 
I think against what Crystal Palace or was it? Yeah. Um, I I told you Emerson Royale was gonna get an assist soon. Bruguion had like what thirty two points, including a clean sheet, but no goals or assists, which is fucking impressive. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's crazy. Great to see Lanzini back. That's always like you know with the injuries that he's had and not like kind of starting full time and was on the way out this summer has kind of like you know kind of come back into that starting lineup and i think lanzini came off the bench for this game so like those four um those four key passes were only like like what in one half or something yeah i was at that game as well and he was definitely one of the players that stood out for west ham west ham were trash in that first half they definitely needed to make subs and yeah he made a serious impact i think he also had four successful dribbles um in those 45 minutes yeah very very impressive he's definitely making a comeback uh this season Mm -hmm. all right so game week 20 Key passes, highest number, five, by McAllister from Brighton. That was versus us. So, yeah, (laughs) that that tells you how, like, shit we're playing at the moment. And it's not just players being shit. It's just exhaustion, players playing through injury, just lack of squad players. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm surprised that we managed to hang on for a draw, to be honest. Then, second highest number of key passes, game week 20 by Mason Mount. Um, he's pretty much back on the corners, so I think that's a major reason why he's so high up there this game week. Then, the next tier of key passes is three key passes by a long list of players. TAA, Bowen, KDB, Diallo from Southampton, Matt Doherty, which he got in 45 minutes, Edward from Crystal Palace, Hughes, Pedro, which is João Pedro from Watford. Lanzini again shows up. Luke Shaw, who is back in the lineup tonight versus Burnley. Youngman's son, Simikas, and Harry Winks. Thoughts, Ross? Do you know Wayne Hennessy had three key passes tonight? The oh, yeah. For Burnley. True. <laughs> I mean, we, we only do like outfielders for our data dump, but. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. Burnley, you know, passing just from the goalkeeper to Chris yeah. Wood. Yeah, hoof, hoof, the, hoof the ball up, see what happens, right? There you go. Yeah. Wait, how did you even but know he had three key passes? I was so I was following Zuben, uh, Zuben and Rolby's uh, game. So they were playing. Uh, Zuben picked up Tarkowski, Ben Mee, and Wayne Hennessy. To kind of like try to see if he can win, right? So like that's three clean, clean sheets and stuff like that. You know, uh, he also picked up Scott McTominay. So like at the end of the game, he was, I was just kind of following that score, and I was like, you know, Wayne Hennessy, four saves, three key passes, and I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> what? I I wasn't even watching the game, but like, whoa. He must have had a serious roller coaster with Bedmi scoring the own goal as well. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, at one point, but he also had Scott McTominay. So, like you know, he scores this. Like I think when Ronaldo scored his his goal, the third goal for United, it was just like, oh, I guess I'm done. And then realized, oh shit, maybe oh Scott McTominay got the assist. And then I think he won kind of considerably. Oh from wow! There. Okay, so. yeah, yeah, that's nice. Um, okay, so then I think the. Uh, you know what, before we move on, though, um, Doherty coming on 45 minutes. Do you think there's any chance um, he could be an asset coming into the new year? Yeah, but, like, I don't know if he comes back, like, right wing back or left wing back. Like, that's one thing. I don't know if Regulion is droppable just because, like, it's... Regulion put in a shift against Crystal Palace and then got, like, early red Crystal Palace? Who am I thinking of? 
Yeah. Yeah, against their the game week 19 was Crystal Palace. What was their last game? Who was their last game against? Southampton, yeah. So against Southampton, he got the yellow card, and I'm just feeling maybe it's like, you know, like, okay, go take a rest or whatever. So I don't know if Darty starts. Maybe it's just kind of things off the bench at the moment, like, you know, to push Regulion or Emerson Royale because Darty is originally plays on the right wing. Yeah. What about Luke Shaw? Do you think he's back in the United squad? He had a good game tonight. He had a good game. And it could have been, like, rotation. Because Telesh and uh, even, like, Juan Bissaka was also back in the lineup too, right? Uh, for Delo. So, it could just be rotation. I, I don't know. I feel like Ragnik is going to, like, change his team every week. Like, we didn't see Rashford today at all. We didn't see Fred today until like the 92nd minute or whatever, right? So I feel like that team's still going to change a lot. Eric Baisard against like instead of Rafael Varane, that could be injury management. But I feel like there there will be a lot more tweaks in that team without having like a set standard starting lineup or your best starting lineup. By the way, I th- want to give a shout out to Will Hughes. He's really popped up as a midfield option over the last few game weeks. And, you know, he could potentially have, you know, nailed a spot in that Crystal Palace squad. Would you, um, you know, suggest managers try and pick him up? I think we suggested him last week, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been playing well. And he got the, like, he won the penalty for Crystal Palace this past game week. Yeah, it scored around 20 points um, just from that assist as well. So, And he came off early, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Good midfield option moving forward. Okay, next we're going to look at shots and how many of those were on target. So game week 19, a highest number of shots recorded was six by James Madison. He had three of them on target. Then five shots attempted by Cavani, who had two on target. Mares had one on target. Mora had one on target. ASM had four of his five on target. Then next here is four shots attempted. Batiste, I believe he's from Grenada. Um, he had two of them on target. And McAllister had zero of his four on target. I'm not going to look at the... I mean, the long list of... There's a long list of three. I could I could run through it quickly. Um, Antonio had two of his three shots on target. Ayu, zero of his three shots on target. Kanyos had one of his three shots on target. KDB, Callum Hudson-Odoi also had one of their three shots on target. Kalechi Iannaccio had all three of his shots on target. Danny Ings, zero of his three shots on target. Martinelli, one of his three shots on target. Odegaard, zero of his three shots on target. Bukayo Saka, two of his three shots on target. And Raheem Sterling with all three of his shots on target. Any thoughts on these? I mean, I'm looking at, like, the last one with, like, or, like, the Game Week 19 had this nine-goal thriller uh, between Leicester and Man City and, like, you know, Inacho, Madison, Sterling, De Bruyne, all kind of, like, you know, shots. Sterling could have had a hat-trick. Sterling could have easily had a hat-trick, which is good. ASM, four shots against, I think that was against United, right? Yeah, uh, Four shots on target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I think he was, like, definitely running the show, United, like, you less Newcastle should have definitely had all three points in that game with the way the chances were being created, and also the way United was playing so much garbage. Yeah, yeah, they were terrible yeah. that night. Yeah. 
All right, so then we look at Game Week 20's shots and how many of those were on target. Ronaldo had seven shots attempted, only one of them being on target. Edward, then the next tier, sorry, is six shots attempted. Edward had one of his six on target, and Jeffrey Schlupp had two of his six on target. Tells you a lot on how bad Norwich really is at the moment. Because Crystal Palace faced Norwich in mm-hmm. Game Week 20. Um, mm-hmm. Then five shots attempted by Saudio Mane, who had one on target. Mo Salah, who had two on target. And Hyungmin Sun, who had three of his five on target. And then final number of shots attempted, which is four, by Mikhail Antonio. He had one on target. KDB, one on target. Doherty, one on target. Greenwood, two on target, Harry Kane, two on target, Lise Malou had zero of his four on target, and Mateta had three of his four on target. Again, another Crystal Palace player versus Norwich. Thoughts for us? The seven shots, one on target for Ronaldo is like, like, bro, like, come on. Like, you can at least, I from some of the stuff that I saw, I, like, I feel like some of those shots should have definitely been on target. It should have definitely been Possible even goals as well, considering the quality. Salah had the penalty miss. I'm sure that's one of the shots on target he had for them. For Liverpool, he still ended up with like 10-something points too, which is not bad regarding considering like a penalty misses minus three points. But, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know if the other shot that he had where, you know, it was the rebound back onto the crossbar... If that was another shot that he had. And then he had a follow-up on top of that from that same yeah. shot. Like, it was three shots, basically, from that, right? Um, but, how, like, you watch, did you watch that Liverpool versus Leicester game? Like, wh- what's up with you guys? Like, I know Mane hasn't scored a goal in eight games as well. Do you think it was just, you know, luck that Leicester got the three points that night? Or were you guys just really bad up front? We should have scored two goals before Leicester even scored, before Leicester even kind of had that opportunity, right? Mane went through on goal, skied the ball, Salah should have scored his penalty. Like, you know, we we created chances, we weren't kind of doing that. And then, like, the goal we conceded was just Trent not tracking back, Henderson not tracking that run for Adam Lukman, who just kind of ran through the midfield and then just, like, like, essentially like you know punted it towards like just kicked it really hard towards Allison on near post and kind of like caught him like that us not finishing it sucks because this is the first match where we haven't scored so like it's kind of sucks like that it's a back-to-back blank by like Salah too um Trent looked a bit lethargic you know just like you know weren't up to the same pace we weren't pressing as much I really thought that like Firmino would kind of come on and kind of change some of those things. Considering we beat this team, like, just a few days ago. Well, with, on like, penalties, a C though. Team. <laughs> but uh, with a C team, though. Yeah. Against their, like, best, against probably, like, their starting team. And we went up against them with, like, their, none of their regular center backs. So, yeah, I think, I think we just weren't up for it that day. Like, okay. you know. Yeah, it just happens. Mm-hmm. All right, then we look at Acker crosses into the box. In game week 19, the highest number was five by Reguillon, and then two Acker crosses by Royal and Telesh. Yeah, again, the Spurs ones kind of popping. Are they on corners? No, I don't think so. I think Hyungman Sun takes all so the corners usually. That's, that's from open play then. 
Uh, which is kind of crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, that Conte wingback system is in full effect at the moment. All right, uh, Game Week 20, accurate crosses into the box. Highest number was three by Jaden Sancho and Harry Winks. And then two accurate crosses into the box by Sufal, Kukurella, KDB, Gil, Greenwood, Liz Malou, and Mane. And that Gil is from Spurs, who I think was like a late sub into the game. Yeah. Um, maybe, yeah, Cucurella, seeing Cucurella, he had, like, an amazing game against Chelsea. Like, I think he was probably one of the main players that was, like, trying to create something for Brighton that whole game. So, in general, he's just kind of an amazing player to look at as well. Yeah. Maybe too good for that team, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) But, yo, uh, that guy Welbs, man, we, I think Mm -hmm. we spoke about him off air. And yeah, the irony I, of him scoring you, the equalizer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you he wouldn't start. But I think now maybe he's justified his position. I mean, justified if he stays maybe, fit. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah, if he stays fit. Like, that's the main thing, right? Like, man is so injury porn, prone. So Injury porn. That's nice. That's a new yeah, type of porn, porn, bro. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> All right, let's look at some extra uh, random stats as well from Game Week 19. Um, Broja had uh, uh, the highest number of dispossessions and successful dribbles with six each. Um, Bednarak tied for the most blocked shots, which was three of them. It was like a four-way tie, but he also had the highest number of clearances, nine of them. Uh, Jordan Ayew suffered the most fouls in... Uh, game week 19 five of them and i'm just gonna jump to game week 20 because there's you know a bit of a correlation between the two game weeks game week 20 random stats um luke thomas had six a high of six interceptions but the correlation that i was kind of mentioning was bednarik again topping the clearance charts with 11 and jordan ayu as well topping the foul suffered charts with six of them any thoughts about that you miss Luke Thomas with the six interceptions. Oh, I mentioned that before the um the whole oh, thing. You? Yeah, yeah. Do you not listen to me oh, while we bad. pod? Wow, um, rude. my bad, my bad. <laughs> I, I zoned out for a sec. Yo, bro, how um, much blood did you take out, man? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Um, uh, yeah, no, I think like Southampton have definitely like shown a bit more defensive resolve past two three game weeks, right? They won against. Hammers. They won against. They drew against uh, Spurs, and both of them are like top teams right now. Like you know, top form teams. Crystal Palace. Like yeah, like I don't. I, maybe Ayuk just has more of the ball instead of Zaha, or maybe like especially considering in one of those games, uh, Zaha got red carded against against Spurs, right? So yeah. Maybe just like dragging that play forward, and then he missed out versus Norwich, right? Zaha. So maybe yeah. again, Ayuk has more of the ball, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's been putting up good points, uh, like even the game against Norwich, I think he put up just under 10 points and he didn't have any attacking returns from that game. But yeah. I th- I think he is one of the AFCON players that's going as well, right? I feel like Crystal Palace mm-hmm. could suffer mm-hmm. a little bit. They've got a big list, I think. Yeah, because Zaha is also going, I guess, too, right? For Ivory Coast, right? Yeah, for Ivory Coast. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, uh... Now, I think what we can do is move on to our league updates. Ross, starting with you, how did you do the last couple of game weeks, mate? This last couple of game weeks, I... So, in the OG league, 
I have now become first and I'm for like I have a game in I'm a game ahead so that means I'm three points ahead of the person who's in second but I don't have points for so I'm still 200 points away from that so like I, I won my both my game weeks my last game week like game week game week 19 I had 185 points holy shit I was so <laughs> I was so close to 200 but like I think Fornals got subbed off at halftime or whatever. Yeah, it was like the Regulion thirty-two points, Saka thirty-two points. You know, Rashford also had like twelve points or thirteen points. De Gea had like eight nine points too. Trent even wasn't even playing that game, man. That's how that's how crazy it was. Without Trent, I got one hundred and eighty-five points. Uh, that's insane. This this past game week in the OG League, um, I won because. Orva, I got lucky because Orva wasn't really, like, you know, making any moves. So, like, not that great came. I picked up Josh King. I picked up Dele Ali. Both of them were kind of, like, my main points getters, to be honest. Trent got, like, 10 points or whatever. In the Banta Boys League, uh, in Game Week 19, also won against... Yeah, also won pretty handedly, too. Um, I can't, can't try to remember. Let me, let me kind of pull it up. Um... Yeah, 104 to 40 points. Um, and then again, I had Saka too in that league, which is kind of the main thing. This past game week, I didn't win. Lost 53 to 93. I thought of picking up Will Hughes and I was like, and like what I, you know what I, what I didn't do? I had Thiago who was injured and I forgot to put him in my injury reserves. And if I did that, I could have picked up another player, but I didn't. So damn. I I mean, so like, quick question: How are you managing all these postponements and you know last minute changes and like having to pick and drop like random players? Um, because I mean, like, I had to pick up like I'm gonna mention it in in a few minutes, but like Harry Winks randomly to like help me win my game week again. Like, how are you managing this? Or are you just like sticking to the squad that you have? I'm trying to stick. I, like, kind of do... So, this game... This past game week against... Like, against... In my... In the Band Boys League, where I lost by, like, 40 points. I was kind of already lost by the first... Like, first day where, like, my opponent had Suchak. And my opponent had, like, a couple other players who were in, like, 15, 15, 20 points. I was like, man, it's not worth it. I'm not going to change rounds too much. I'm not going to drop players unnecessarily. And, like, just kind of regret it later on. So, in that in that sense, I'm not, like, too worried. I'm like, man, I could drop this player who I probably won't be able to get back to try to win it. But not win it. And I would have lost the game and lost a really good player. And then... But now, but from some of my players, I'm just like, if I drop this player, can I get this player back? And I kind of think to myself, yeah, I probably can get this player back. And most of the time I have. And I'm, then I'm okay with dropping it. So, like, I've dropped Douglas Lewis a few times. And I've gone, I'm, I've been able to get him back. And kind of consequently, but even then, like, Douglas Lewis hasn't, like, put up points, points, like he has in the past. So, maybe I try against going for someone else and, like, not being too attached to it. So... Yeah, like, you know, I'm being a bit more like, like, there's obviously certain players I can't drop, like Saka. I'm not dropping Saka this past game week. I'm not dropping Tierney this week, but I dropped Ruben Neves, even though I really like him as a player. I'm just like, eh, like, you know, like, yeah, so one game he'll get me 20 points without any goals or assists, but that's one game in maybe three or four. So 
I'd rather do the 10 games, five, four games where a player is getting me nine or 10 points at least, right? So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, let's move on to how the Banta Boys team is doing. Uh, so moving to the DPL Community League, the Trari Triad League. So in game week 19, we had a healthy win, 120.5 versus 44 points. I mean, we had two extra players, but I, I don't know if my opponent had like a match number of players, if it would have helped him. But yeah, sa- same situation as you. Uh, the Arsenal boys basically came through, you know, Tierney with his goal clean sheet, Bukayo Saka. James Ward-Prowse has been smashing it the last few game weeks as well. I was yeah. secretly like yeah. jumping in my seat in the West Ham section when he scored that penalty and also got the assist for the Menorak goal um but you know i didn't celebrate too much sort of thing um and uh in terms of like waiver moves that i had made for that like interesting ones i had wavered in players like christian norgard who i mean he missed the man city game because of uh the i think yellow card suspension stuff but he got a healthy 10 points um in that previous uh, in that previous game versus uh, Brighton, even though they lost two nil, um, no attacking returns. He he's just kind of one of those you know those CDM players that you tend to love, Russ. He just picks up ghosties here and there. And um, yeah. yo, what's up with Matthias Jensen, man? I I grabbed him as well, but I, I don't know. Like he looked so good in the eye test. Like when I went to watch that cup game versus us, I I, I don't know why this guy's not getting chances, man. I don't know, like, like the first, like, against in Game Week 19, like, I thought he was playing really well, and then he subbed up at halftime for Onyeka, and I was like, oh, okay, like, weird, I didn't think Onyeka, I didn't think Matthias Jensen was the issue, but then against Man City, he played, like, most of the game, so, I don't know, maybe, I think it's like a physicality thing, because, like, he's definitely very good technically, but maybe not as like kind of doesn't keep up as well in terms of like physicality, especially against a team where you need that physicality against Man City. You can kind of like, you know, like kind of coast on technicality and not be too physical, whereas other against other teams, it might not work so well. So that midfield battle is kind of something when to lose, like kind of keep out for and see, like if you're going up against, I don't know, teams like oh, Crystal Palace or something, maybe players like Matthias Jensen will have a tough time. But against, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. You're right. Like on the ball, he looks really good. But maybe Thomas Frank doesn't see something that we don't. Yeah, because uh, I had grabbed him alongside Norgard, but I decided to play Jensen instead of Norgard. Jensen ended up getting just the two points in that 45 minutes. So I don't know if that's one thing to consider when you're setting your lineups as well, right? Maybe... I don't know. I hate to say it, like, just be safe and go with the guy who's potentially going to be a bit more nailed. Like, maybe Jensen is just more rotation-prone sort of thing. So, yeah, just analyze those situations moving forward. Another player that I was a bit, like, hesitant on starting as well, even though he's getting minutes right now in the Chelsea team, Christian Pulisic. Yeah, I I had to start him in both those games, but he hasn't really come through. Like, I even kind of start Ziyech because of how, like, not enough midfielders I have for my team. I play him, and I'm like, oh, like, you know, maybe he comes off the bench, but even the last two games, he hasn't come off the bench either. So, like, it's kind of weird. Like, you play Pulisic when he starts, but you don't drop him because of that possible kind of getting the points. But 
he's not getting the points. And yeah. like with Ziyech, he does get points when he starts. When he's even when he comes off the bench, he's getting points. But now he's not even playing. So yeah, it's a weird one. And, I mean, with your team? Pulisic isn't even playing up front. Like he's playing wing back and all kind of shit, man. Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's really, really weird right now. All right, uh, so Game Week 20 result. Um, I had a squeaky bum bit of a win, 75.5 to 63. The reason that I said squeaky bum is because I had Ben me. And all of a sudden, it, it became really, really close for a second when he had that own goal and had like conceded two goals or something like that. I think it was like a negative seven, negative eight. I was just like, oh, bro, my, my opponent is like only nine points away from me. And he had like Goatmanson and Lauten as well. But it's crazy that Benmi came out of that game with only negative 2.5, having conceded three goals with that own goal. So... Man's got man still got ghosties, you know. You take away that one goal and he's in the positive, just like Matthew Lawson, who got three point two five points. But Mason Mount uh, pulled me through. James Ward Prowse pulled me through as well. And like I said, man, like Harry Winks, yo, who I had to grab this game week. Um, And I had dropped um, Jensen for Harry Winks and man like nine points i can't like i don't know how to i need to send this guy a thank you card or something like that should have gotten an assist yeah for the offside goal that was amazing by hurricane like hurricane looks like a striker reborn right now man yeah yeah so i don't know maybe harry winks is now a proper nailed on player like i'd rather drop dele who like starts every other game and go pick up like someone like Harry Winks. Yeah, and because I saw Norgard was missing this game, I decided to drop him and take a punt on the Crystal Palace defense. I picked up Joel Ward versus Norwich, which I thought was like a safe punt, you know? Like yeah. Norwich yeah, can't yeah, fucking sure. play football at all these days. So Yeah, yeah. Nor- Norwich real shit. Only <laughs> only can play football against United. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, yeah, he came through with a solid 12 points as well. One of my concerns though was I saw the Jordan Henderson. Uh, he came off in the 69th or 70th minute. Only scored one Fantrax point and Fabinho was also playing. So, I don't know, like he looked decent in the game, but the points just didn't translate. Do you think I should still stick with Henderson? Tiago should be back apparently next game. So keep an eye out on that too. I feel like the, one of the reasons Henderson would have been kind of substituted early was like kind of like refresh the legs, give him some rest because you have a game coming up this like coming weekend within like 72 hours. Uh, so I think that might have been the just the kind of the idea. Liverpool have to bounce back, right? Like, they lost by, by playing kind of really poor football. You don't so. have to bounce back. You can lose to us. It's okay. No. I think I think we want to beat you guys. I think this is the <laughs> game that we have to show up. And we have to show up as well, man. It's it's a terrible game to be, to be in right now. Like, ideal result yeah. would be a draw for Man City, right? So, let's see. Let's see. I mean, like, um, Man City's won. Let's be honest. So Yeah. <laughs> you know what I thought was really impressive, though? Ivan Tony getting seven points versus Man City. That was, yeah. I feel I, I didn't watch the game, but I was watching some of those highlights or watching kind of some of the commentary. And I was like, like Brentford could have gotten a point against Man City. Yeah, they really deserve something out of that, I thought. Because Man City did that usual thing where they score, they're comfortable, and they just pass around the ball. And it just becomes really, really boring after that. I don't know. Yeah, so... Okay, so now let's quickly move on to the next league for Banter Boys, International Genie League in the Sunday League. So in game week 19, we had a loss of 
144 to 88.75 points. I got my ass kicked, basically. <laughs> like, my opponent had, like, Emerson Royal, one of the guys who got the 30 points. Odegaard, who's on, like, absolute form, uh, 20 points. I even came up against Lucas Mora, who got a goal and two assists. So... Yeah, I got thoroughly smashed. And you know what? It serves me right for trusting Harry Maguire, who got me a massive 0.5 points. I should have just listened to myself and never touched this guy and just, you know, trust my guy. And, like, he he wasn't that convincing tonight against Burnley either, was he? No, not really. He almost got injured towards the right at the end too, right? Ah, uh, goddammit. I don't wish for players to get injured, but it would have made my decision a lot easier to drop him as well. Man, I, I feel like I should have just kept Jacob Murphy, because that's the player I dropped him for, right? And uh, Jacob Murphy did okay, like, the last couple of game weeks too, so, yeah. He, he came on for Callum Wilson when Callum Wilson got injured, right? Yeah, and, and looked really, really good. He hit the post versus Manchester United as well. Man, and then yeah. even Arthur, Arthur Masuaku, who I had grabbed on waivers, and, you know, last part we were celebrating. Oh, yay, I picked up a good player. Fucker didn't even start, start the last <laughs> game, yo. I mean, to be fair, he looks terrible in a back four, right? He looks better in a back five, so I don't know. Yeah. You watched him play, though, right? Like, actual in-person watch them play? Yeah, I did. But the thing is, like, West Ham looked better when Antonio came on the pitch, right? Then they actually had a target man to hit proper crosses to and whatnot. Like, I'm not saying he had... He had a less shit second half, Masuaku, basically. (laughs) Like, it was was still shit overall. So I shouldn't be completely surprised, right? Um, But, you know, I was happy to see Big Rom back in the goals for me, even though I had that loss. But... Yeah, c'est la vie. Alright, the next game week though, game week 20, came back with a win, 89 to 33.25 points. Again, big rom scoring for me. I made a couple of nice pickups though in this league. I had dropped uh, Masuaku and um, picked up uh, Mateta, who I saw was starting versus Norwich. Again, taking a punt against Mm -hmm. a bad team, never a bad option, right? And he came through with me, um, came through for me with a goal and a a couple of go-sees to add to it. And again, that man, Harry Winks, you know, coming through with the nine points in this league as well. Very, very grateful for that. But yeah, um, I, I don't know what to do about uh, the rest of my team in terms of like midfield options, though, because I don't think I can keep relying on Winks and Westwood as backup options. Um, my problem is, is that I have Townsend in this league as well, I believe. So I know he's been out for a while with an injury or whatnot but would you drop a player like Townsend because he's an absolute beast when he plays right I don't know I as a last resort like you know maybe but no I don't think I'm dropping Townsend so one if there's one asset on that team yeah it's Townsend so one of the guys in my league actually wants a trade right now i think he wants one of my forwards even i either ivan tony or lukaku the only f- midfielder that i would want from his team that is nailed is jack grealish do you think mm-hmm. ivan tony is fair enough for that or i would have to offer lukaku i think you'd have to offer i think the name recognition alone would kind of like be like what do you think it, like 
maybe if you look at the stats and like if you don't look at the names and look at the objectivity in terms of like how often a player starts and what type of points are they getting then maybe it matches up but then when you say it out loud jack grealish for ivan tony I, I like the first response would be like no what the hell what type of trade is that so yeah all right i don't know maybe i have to do some sort of a voodoo or something on that to, to try and get a <laughs> midfielder from the waiver pool then all right, there is one trade, though, I want to kind of discuss that happened in that league. Um, well, the DPL Community League, before we move on from this league segment, is a trade went down for Sterling for Lukaku. How how would you feel about that? That's a good trade. Yeah? Kind of even. Yeah, right? I think it's pretty... That's kind of even, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, even, like, with regards to the drama and everything, Sterling has been pretty decent when he started yeah but again prone to rotation i mean so is lukaku in a, in a way right yeah yeah the only other factor against sterling at the moment is flight risk but yeah i don't know fair enough okay so um typically we discuss perfect 11 but i think for the sake of time we're just gonna skip that this episode plus we're also doing real shit in it <laughs> so <laughs> why bother waste time on that all right so now we will grab our halftime pint and see you in the second half in a bit I- and we are back all right russ so we have some twitter questions but before we jump into those i just wanted to play you know a quick game if that's okay. So you you know that game of um, Fuck, Mary Kill? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to change that up to Trade Stash Drop. Okay? Okay. And we're going to do it with, you know, the AFCON players. Because I think that's maybe a decent list to look at. Because now a bunch of managers are going to have really good players that they're kind of going to have to get rid of in a sense, right? So, mm-hmm. I pulled up, you know, another random article in reference to, you know, players that are going away for AFCON. I don't know how much I should trust it because it is by the mirror. So, let's see how reliable this is. <laughs> so Yeah, I was, I was looking for a list earlier too and I couldn't really find anything. But, sure, if, I, if you look up on like Reddit or something, there should be a complete list. But, yeah, let's, I, I'm okay to trust the mirror for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, I'm not going to go through, obviously, every single player, but let's see um, with notable um, mentions or whatever. So, side Ben Rama, what are you going to do with this player? Because <laughs> before he, this past two game weeks, he was on really bad form, but then has scored these past two game weeks in game week 19 and 20. So, like, if you ask me this two game weeks ago, I would have been like, Let's trade him, right? But now I'm like, now I guess I feel like his value's gone up that you can be like, hey, like, you know, you said Ben Ram would be a player that you can trade right now to get another player that would be playing in the next couple game weeks. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting how managers kind of debate like this whole trading situation, especially when they're going to be missing for a few gimmicks and stuff, right? So you kind of got to, I guess, convince the other manager that, hey, this guy's a nailed option when he comes back as well, right? Um, Because, I mean, it might be harder to even, um, I don't know, trade this next asset, Riyad Mahrez. What are you going to do with him? 
stash. I'd, I'd keep Riyad Mahrez. Just because of the Manchester City pull? Just because of Manchester City pull. And like, it's like he's been on AFCON this whole time as well, where he'll get like one game week out of every like two or three game weeks. So it's kind of it's kind of like that same situation anyway. So yeah, I, I if you... Because this is a pick that you've drafted super early too. Yeah. So... So if you do try to trade him, I don't think you'll get the value that you want for it. So better to just kind of keep this player for now. Okay, next up, Nabi Lad. What are we going to do with Nabi Lad? Drop. Okay, coming from a Liverpool fan, guys. So you got to trust him, all right? Uh, next up, we've got Maxwell Cornet. Ooh, that's a tough one. He's injured right now too, right? Coming back though, I think he's he's touch yeah. and go at the moment. He's one of those players that's either mid a defender or a forward, depending on what league you're playing, right? Or a he's goalkeeper. Like a and- <laughs> <laughs> I'd drop Cornet. Drop him, like Burnley, really? Burnley playing real trash. I don't know. Maybe Burnley are playing real trash because there's no Cornet, but. Yeah, it doesn't look good for them right now. Interesting. All right, uh, next up, Wilf Zaha. I'd keep Wilf Zaha. So you'd stash him? I'd stash him, okay, yeah. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, Nicholas Pepe? Drop. Yeah, yeah, That that's a bit too easy right there. Uh, Yves Bissouma? Drop. Ndidi? Drop. All right, let's make things a little tough now. Kalechi Iannaccio. Drop. Oh, that was way too easy. Okay, come on. Let me now give you a challenge. Emmanuel Dennis. Ooh, that is a tough one. Dennis is on really good form. I'd try to keep it. I, I, would, I would keep him, see if there are any possible trades for him. Because like, as much as you want to trade a player like Dennis, you're less like, would someone kind of like reciprocate the, reciprocate the same value for it? So I don't know. Yeah, I'd I'd keep him with hopes that I could possibly trade him. But all right, moving on to Edward Mendy, Chelsea goalkeeper. I'd keep Edward Mendy. No one's gonna trade for a goalkeeper. It's very tough because because you're gonna try to trade for a one for one goal. You'd have to do a two for two goalkeeper trade, right? So, so you try and grab Kepa then, maybe. You tried, get, yeah. You tried exactly. Okay. Uh, next up, we got your boy Sadio Mane. I'd keep Sadio Mane, and really? I'd keep Mohamed Why? Salah, bro. You know, it's crazy. I don't even see Egypt on this list. What what sort of trash list is this, fam? What sort of trash <laughs> list is this? This idea get for trusting the mirror, you know. Oh man. Okay. Um, so yeah, you'd keep both of them, Mo Salah and Sadio Mane. Yeah. What about Ishmael yeah. Assar? Is Ishmael Assar even going because he's still injured? Well, I assume if he's trying to get back fit, he might be trying to get fit for Afcon. But I mean, what would you do even if he's injured and is missing Afcon and trying to get fit for Watford? Because I have I'd, been stashing Sar for like the longest yeah. well right now, and he's taking up I, a spot, keep, and I'd especially. Yeah, I mean, given the whole COVID stuff, like, wanting to grab players just to win game weeks, like, 
I mean, there are situations where it's kind of bitten me in the ass. So mm-hmm. he's, I think he's still like, like one of the top three scoring players for Watford as well. Yeah, it depends on kind of what the timeline is too, right? Like if he's out for any more than like, I don't know how long he's been out for. He's been out for like four weeks already, three weeks already. So if he's out for like, if you've kept him for this long, you might as well kind of like see through it and like see kind of where it goes. You're only going to miss two games. To be honest, because there's the winter break, there's the FA Cup games in the middle, so you're not missing that many games. Players aren't missing that many games for like fantasy, fantasy, or for PL games. So, all right, what about uh, Thomas Partey? Drop. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Oh, I've dropped him already, bro. Like. If you I, haven't dropped Aubameyang, you you should drop him already. So yeah, even if he wasn't going to Afcon for sure, like he's. I mean, the guy lost his captaincy. Like I, I think that is you know a big. There's a, no coming. Back. Yeah, there's really no coming back from that. Uh, so one of the players that kind of popped up in our data dump, uh, Jordan Ayew. What you gonna do with him? I was thinking about Jordan Ayew, man. I was like, man, that's a player. Honestly, if it came down to it. And I had to drop a player. And because, like, you know, winning the game week, whatever, I I drop by you. Okay, two more names right here. We got Salisu from Southampton. He's bad. Oh, yeah, he's suspended for one game already. Maybe two games? No, one game. Because there's two yellows. Yeah, I dropped Salisu hopes that you can pick up another defender. A lot of people stream defenders already, so... And finally, we have Romain Sice, Mr. Ghost Machine from Wolves. I'd keep Sice. Sice has been really good this season. Yeah, he really, really has been. Okay, so now I think what we're going to do is run through those Twitter questions. Ross, you want to get us started? So, first questions, I guess, we have from Drafthash. Uh, is asking end of year awards favorite fantasy player so far biggest disappointment one to watch out for next year oh and he he had some nominations as well I think he listed yeah Yeah, he had Gallagher Sancho and Neto as the favorite fantasy player so far Uh, biggest disappointment in Sancho and one to look out for next year in Neto yeah, so, I mean, we can do each category one at a time. Who would be yeah. your favorite fantasy player so far? I'll let you go first. Saka. Oh, he was on my as mind. Tra- <laughs> Trent's obviously that, like, the obvious pick, but, like, he's way too obvious. Saka is my, like, man, I love this player. This, this player is just, like, you know, been, like, getting so many points for me. For he's getting number one pick points, to be honest. Like, you know, does all this stuff without even like, you know, getting goals or assists. Yeah. So I mean, listeners know my dislike for goalkeepers, but I'm probably gonna have to say Ramsdale. He's been a beast this yeah, season, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like And both like we both chose Arsenal players, man. <laughs> I know, right? It tells you a lot about how far Arsenal have come this season, man. It really has. Okay, next one was biggest disappointment. For me, on one of my teams, I'm gonna say it, even though 
it's Ronaldo, bro. Really? I know it sounds... That sounds weird. It's... It sounds weird, but, like, you look at his points and, like, he only gets points when it's goal or assists. But he's the goal, so doesn't that but, always but happen? Like, when <laughs> when United play well, Ronaldo, Ronaldo gets points. But United haven't been playing well. So, let's do a rundown of his points so far this season. And, again, like, he's had a hat-trick in there a couple of times, but... Oh, maybe I I don't know. Maybe what I'm saying it's like good points and then blank and then good points and then blank because he was like he had 22 this week he had minus one next week last week 18 game before six and then 30 minus two 15 0 23 one so it's kind of like when you want him to perform he's not performing for you and then. When you're just like, you've won the game week or whatever, then you're just like, well, thanks, Ronaldo, for nothing. (laughs) I I think this this is on a very personal, (laughs) it's on a level. Yeah. Yeah. So, as much I would, I wanted, maybe I was thinking a lot more. Maybe I was thinking consistent, at least, like Salah-esque points, right? So. Yeah, I think for me, biggest disappointment, even though I've not, uh, owned him, I think, in any of my leagues would have to be Luca Dean. Mm-hmm. Major drop off, and he would have gone maybe third or fourth round, fifth round sort of thing in like drafts this season, even previous seasons. Yeah, like because he's yeah. just under that Robbo level of a fullback. I want to say. Mm-hmm. All right, so next one is one to watch out for next season. Who you got? Is this is this like players you don't have yet or? Players, just players overall. I think players overall. I'm assuming players Tash probably once. came up with his list based on what he owns as well, right? Yeah. Or maybe it, it could be on our squads that we've had, but it's up to you, man. One to watch out for. Man, this is... Let me give me, give me a couple of minutes. Give me a couple of minutes. You tell me yours in the meantime. My player to watch out for next season. I mean, I, I this is assuming that they can be kind of consistent with it. But maybe Jared Bowen. I feel like he would have gone a lot later in drafts, right? And he is smashing it this season. Right now, I think he's like the fifth best player in the game. He has the most assists this season so far. Isn't Trent have the most assists? Uh, no, I think Jared Bowen has eleven assists or something. What? Like fantasy assists? Uh, maybe it's fantasy assists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantasy assists. Then yeah, he's got eleven of them. Salah has ten. Trent with eight. I mean, the uh, the only other player I could have thought of, and I don't want to steal it from you. And I mean, we kind of used him as an example. Is Bukayo Saka? Like he's been amazing this season so far. Yeah, and I think Arsenal are going to make an even bigger push because they don't have any competitions to kind of play for, right? No, no Europe, no nothing. <laughs> That's Keeping basically Arsenal, the, no nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Keeping to that term, though, but like, you know, players who've kind of con- come up recently, Harry Winks, you know, he seems to be kind of pulling like, you know, that deep playing midfielder in that contest system. Like, you know, he's kind of shown up really well. 
But I feel like that's but I feel like that's more like Conte just having to play with what he's got. It wouldn't surprise me if Conte goes and gets like a better midfielder in like the next window or like yeah. between now and next season sort of thing. I think Lucas Moura is one to kind of keep an eye out for as well. One who's going to possibly do better than both Kane and Son. Yeah, and I also feel like Jota is someone who can probably do better than he's doing right now as well. Yeah, I think once then he if he has more responsibility to score, maybe it'll be kind of like a break or make or break kind of moment too, right? Yeah, and I think final person for me, I know we're only supposed to give one each, but Tomoyasu, since he came in, he's been amazing for Arsenal. Man, we're listing so many Arsenal players. This feels weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, uh, so now we move on to the next question. Thanks so much, Tash. Yeah, next next question we have from no one <laughs> at Chirag Verma. Is Cavani a good option to hold? Who are the current EPL players to target in January who could switch teams? Do you think Cavani's a good hold? I don't know. I feel like he's still rotation prone. Yeah, but like... So is Mason Greenwood, and are you still holding Mason Greenwood? Wouldn't you? Yeah, so then wouldn't you hold Edison Cavani? I don't know, man. Cavani only got four points tonight. But he no puts attack in returns, the 90 minutes. Yeah. And, I mean, That's... the last two appearances that he had, 12.5 points and 11.5 points, he scored in both of them. So not really a ghosties player. Yeah, but he puts in a shift. And I feel like there might be like more kind of... He might be getting starts more regularly. Yeah, but I, I don't care about his shift. I care about my points. <laughs> Not to be like so but selfish. But that's what I mean. Like he, he, he is a striker at the end of the day though, right? So he will eventually be part of those goals and assists. Maybe. I, I guess we're kind of split on that then. It depends on who you trust more, Shirag. <laughs> we are honest. <laughs> and his next question uh, players to target for like a move Lingard do you think Lingard could get a move again be another January yeah. transfer wonder maybe I I was reading that like I don't think I think Lingard will be sold after like the season ends but he like he's not getting any time right now I think Lingard might be one there might be a couple of Man City players. I think like Raheem Sterling was a flight risk. So does he stay local? Does he fly out? I don't know. Um, those things were at the start to who else could be. We don't really see like transfers, like midseason transfers. Like we see maybe one big one every season. Yeah. It's it's really hard to to call that one, to be honest. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe like Jared Bowen might move to one of the teams. Oh no way! Why would why would you he want to leave West Ham? He's playing so well for them right now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, do you think he moves at the end of the season if he does, or maybe at the start? I'm hearing talks about Rafinha too to Bayern Munich. Yeah, to Bayern Munich. Uh, what about Tarkowski? He might move from Burnley to Newcastle potentially, and because he's been wanting to like move for a while, like there was always rumors about him moving, and he's like a solid pick as well. Um, what about uh, your boy Nat Phillips? You think he might get a move to another Premier League club? 
Yeah, something like Southampton or something. What about Yannick Vestergaard? Hasn't really featured for Leicester. Mans gave him... Fucking Brendan, man. Gave him the toughest fucking game against Manchester City. Gets romped 6-0 and then gets dropped right after. What an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it'll be... These ones are tough to call. Like, I hear, like... Like, this is technically from, like, abroad. But, like, Kieran Trippier might be on his way in for Newcastle from Atletico. Yeah. That would be a solid pick, I think. Even though Newcastle's defense mm-hmm. is trash, the guy knows how to hit yeah. an accurate cross into the box, yo. Yeah. I feel like Newcastle is a team to watch. They're probably going to try to get a couple of players to make that non-relegation push. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and I, I think we'll just keep an eye on the situation and see how it goes. Because uh, I honestly haven't seen like any rumors. I've just been flooded by COVID news. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. Um, it, because usually you see like a lot of like you know big money signings and that sort of stuff. But who who knows? Like, I mean, with all this Chelsea drama and injuries, we might potentially sign somebody. Who knows? Because our initial transfer window wasn't great, right? People were like, oh my god, Saul, Saul Niguez, and this guy's fit and can't even get game, bro. Yeah, and Lukaku has been in and out of injury, and that was your big signing too, right? So, Erling Haaland? Nah, I don't think Haaland or Mbappe make this move in this window. Alright. I think it's definitely going to be a summer window. Okay, okay, okay. Alright, so now let's move on to the final segment, uh, the waiver picks. So for this segment, we usually suggest players that are under 50% owned uh, just because, you know, you have an easier chance to grab them either as a free agent or like in your waiver wire. And hopefully they can help you make a difference in your game week and help you win, right? That's the point of this game. Win some fucking games. Or if you're us, just have fun. Yeah. All right, so starting us off with Arsenal versus Manchester City. I'm going to take home teams. Ross, you can take away teams because, I mean, <laughs> it's Chelsea versus Liverpool this game week, naturally. So a yeah. couple of players I'm going to suggest with, you know, grains of salt. So last time I suggested Xhaka versus Man City, and I warned you he might get a red card. It could also potentially happen this game week as well, right? 14% owned. Thomas Partey, 30% owned. And Sambi, 8% owned. So I would suggest maybe Partey, 30% owned for this game. But because of African Cup of Nations, that's why I suggested Xhaka and Sambi to go with him as well. Because I feel like these are the guys that will fill in for him. I don't know if Odegaard drops a bit deeper. I just feel like he's more useful in that number 10 position. So if you need a midfielder, just keep a, you know an eye on these guys. What about at Man City, Ross? Yeah, no one at Man City, as is the case always. So, next game, Watford versus Spurs. Uh, Cucho Hernandez, 29% owned, and João Pedro, 8% owned. So, Emmanuel Dennis is going for Africa Cup of Nations, right? So, they're going to need attackers to kind of help King out in the attack. And Watford's defense is terrible. Though, I did notice Sierra Alta conceded four goals and put up 10 points. What the fuck was that about? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, he looks terrible eye test-wise, but fantasy points, man, man's got it, yo. So I'm not suggesting to go pick up a Watford defender, but just you know, keep an eye on that guy. What about at Spurs? Harry Winks, 12%. I feel like he'll get a couple more assists even before kind of 
if he's going to continue in this Conte midfield system. Ben Davies, just to kind of like solidify like a Spurs defense, if you're looking for a Spurs defender, I think Ben Davies would be a good one. I think Reguilon and stuff are already gone. So um, like, yeah, Ben Davies kind of would be the only one left. Yeah, and next game, Crystal Palace versus West Ham. So maybe just for one game week, uh, Jordan Ayew, before he leaves to AFCON, 37% owned. But I think moving forward, good midfield option. Will Hughes, 20% owned on corners, good at ghosties. He even picked up an assist, racked up around 20 points as well. Yeah, if you are struggling for a midfield option like I am, maybe try grabbing this guy. What about at West Ham? Lanzini, 42%. I think he's slowly kind of getting back into that starting 11. Might also see more time with kind of Ben Rama flying off to kind of AFCON too. So kind of one to keep an eye out for. Sanji, um, Masuaku and Ben Johnson, depending on which one's kind of starting, depending on if you think. I think attackingly, both of them are very kind of good. Defensively, I think all of West Ham is sus. <laughs> but like, one of them might might get an assist here and there. So, yeah, that's fair. All right, next game: Brentford versus Aston Villa. So Yanas was out with COVID nineteen, but I still think he's a solid midfield option if he's going to be starting. Twenty four percent owned. Batiste came back from injury, looked really really good. Itas wise in that cup game, only four percent owned. He does have ghosties points in him, and Norgard. Well, I mean he is fifty percent owned, so he is like on that kind of verge of you know going above fifty, but. Another good midfielder option who picks up good ghosty points. What about Aston Villa? At Aston Villa, I think I don't think there's that many players that you can really kind of get from. Like even like Douglas Luiz is like fifty percent owned too. So if you haven't, like it's kind of like you know a toss in the air. A couple of players if they start to kind of keep an eye out for Traore, twenty nine percent owned. He came on against Chelsea. El Ghazi, twenty four percent, also kind of came on as a sub. But like if they start like and you're kind of looking for one of those kind of midfield punts, I think this would be a good shout. So I didn't watch that game, but I did not know Traore came on as a sub against us. Yeah, yeah. I think he came on after a while, like after a few, like as in like he's his first appearance after a really long time. That's crazy. Wow. Good to know that Bertrand is back. We'll keep an eye on that for sure. All right, next game, Everton versus Brighton. Only asset I can really suggest right now is Pickford, 47% owned. It feels like ages since Everton has played a game, right? And I think DCL is back fit again. Mm -hmm. So all those little streamers like Rondon and Anthony Gordon might be at risk right now. What about at Brighton? Yeah. Weltman, 27% owned. Welbeck, 6% owned. I feel like this is the game Welbeck gets a start. Like, you know, two appearances off the bench. gets Gets a goal in one of them. I think he might justify a case to get a start in this game. Yeah, I really like Welbeck as a fan tracks asset. But, I mean, injuries and stuff, you just got to be cautious about that. Mm-hmm. Next game, Leeds versus Burnley. Tyler Roberts, 6% owned. Again, another team that has not played in a really, really long time. And the reason he was getting minutes was because Bamford was out injured, right? Though I'm hearing now Bamford is potentially back. So maybe one to keep an eye on, right? I don't know if Bielsa is just going to go with his better options like Rodrigo, etc. So yeah, just, you know, if if you think Leeds will do well against a leaky Burnley, (laughs) maybe take a punt. Mm Mm-hmm. In that sense, if you think 
Burnley can like you know limit leads to a nil nil or whatever or to a clean sheet. Hennessy three percent, you know, compared to the fact that he got three key passes this past game week, you know, just hoof the ball up and hope for the best. Seems like a strategy Burnley have, are well to uh, well known for. So Hennessy, if you're looking for a goalkeeper, three percent owned. Yeah, because I think Pope is out with COVID, so it might not be a, a long-term grab, if anything. But Leeds are leaky at the back, so I, I like that shout. That's a cheeky little shout there. All right, next game, Southampton versus Newcastle. Uh, Broja, 41% owned. Bednarek, 28% owned. And Forster, 6% owned. I think Forster had like eight or nine saves versus Spurs, something ridiculous or something like that. Um, ben Eric, we saw him topping the last two game weeks in terms of clearances, so he's in the thick of it and even got a goal versus West Ham. And Broja just looks amazing, like uh, another amazing player that will never play for Chelsea, you know? Mm-hmm. With Newcastle, I feel like he's their best player at the moment, Joel Linton, 40%. He's been like a transformed player when he's kind of come into that midfield. Like, you know, gets ghosties. Even with against, like, United, he got a yellow card or whatever and still ended up with, like, 12-something points. So he's been playing really well for them. John Joe Shelby is, like, one of those Xhaka-type players where you don't know if he's going to get a red card or a goal, but you always kind of pick him up for that kind of risk. So yeah he's also 16 percent owned and he looks like Voldemort, so that's also really cool uh chelsea versus liverpool bro chaloba 47 percent owned and keppa 8 percent owned i mean chaloba is because we have a bunch of injuries right and he did you know do a decent job versus brighton when called upon but Kepa is more for like a future player, right? We talked about uh, Mendy going on AFCON and if you want to stash him, maybe you need to grab Kepa to kind of, you know, keep that handcuff. But yeah, what about at Liverpool? The only one that really kind of jumps to my mind is James Milner, 7% owned with the rotation that kind of might, that usually kind of comes up in these games. James Milner might be one to kind of get the start, so... All right, and final game, Manchester United versus Wolves. McTominay, 35% own. Got a goal and assist this game week. Uh, seems like one of the nailed midfielder options in that United side, while Ragnick rolls out his 4-2-2-2. Uh, quick thoughts before you give your Wolves um, assets. What are your thoughts on that formation that Ralph is trying to roll out at Manchester United? Such a weird formation, man. Like... I don't know. It's weird. It's sometimes he plays two defensive midfielders, and sometimes he just plays like five four attacking players. And like I don't, I can't, like I can't make sense of it because, like, Bruno is like a winger or a central attacking midfielder. I don't know, but like someone like Greenwood, who was kind of taking that Bruno spot, was also kind of doing the same thing, where he's generally playing on the wing, but now he's kind of more central. It's apparently it's a Ragnik special. That formation is a Ragnik special. He loves that formation. So yeah. yeah, it's really, really weird. All right. Yeah, so what's up at Wolves, man? Marcel, 16%, Podence, 30%, and Trinkal, 34%. I think Huang Chi Chan is still out. So you might see one of these guys start alongside Jimenez and maybe Traore. Marcel, I think out Nuri is still out, so you might see Marcel kind of fill into that spot as well all right sweet so that 
is all we had planned. That is all the segments. Russ, the next time I think we pod, it will be the new year, mate. So do you have yes. any resolutions, any plans for the new year? Have fun. <laughs> uh, no, I, nothing really. I think it's just like kind of like, you know, focus on myself, kind of, you know, take day by day, you know, nothing to kind of like, I don't know, those typical got to lose 50 pounds, start going to the gym, whatever. Like those are like, you know, for me, it's like take things day by day. Yeah. Well, how are you planning to ring in the new year anyways? sleeping <laughs> it's a saturday yeah and it's like it's a saturday sunday and then monday i'm back at work so it yeah like i haven't really taken much time off it's one of those things like yay hoo-hoo, it's 2022 yeah you know not not 2020 as well <laughs> yeah i got you buddy i got you yeah i'm planning to have a quiet one myself um i'm a little afraid to go celebrate with like covid still raging about the place like omicron and all that sort of stuff i think i might just call my parents and have some wine over the video chat yeah. with them you know something yeah. because they're they they don't really celebrate new year's and they kind of don't really know too many people where they are at the moment so they're going to be at home as well so you know do like an online cyber party or whatever sort of thing so yeah Mm-hmm. Um, are you back in your dorm yeah, yeah yeah i am i am i left my sister's place um had enough of them uh they kept eating all the food that i cooked you know it wasn't fair so <laughs> no but um school is starting like uh, in a week again and whatnot and i mean we're supposed to have vacation but it's not really vacation when you're doing a master's you still have a bunch of work to do exams and stuff to prepare for so yeah back to the grind once uh, we finish recording yeah yeah well, happy New Year's to everyone that's listening. Happy New Year's for everyone who's not listening because we still gotta put that wish. Out. <laughs> I think I think there's a big gap because next game week after this is like the thirteenth or something. Something like that, fourteenth. Yeah, there's like a two week gap. But yeah, you know what? Yeah, Enjoy the break. Up games, yeah. But who knows? They might drop double game week fixtures as well because every time we Apparently pod, they have see like every time we've potted there's always been some changes to the fixtures fixtures dropping out i'm like i don't even know like if it makes sense to like plan like for anything plan, so yeah exactly so yeah just keep an eye out on that sort of stuff right and if you don't know who to follow for that ben krellen um the usual fpl fixtures guru he tends to get most things right so i mean if you're really hell-bent on planning go follow him and see what those guys are up to but if not do like russ and just have fun have fun yeah Yeah. all right buddy i'll see you in the next episode and in the new year sounds good peace